0: Praise the Lord. I'm not going to have a lot of introduction this morning because I don't have time for it. So if you haven't been with us, um, you'll catch up. Um, we're studying the spirit of supplication, doing a study through the book of Revelation. Um, and we felt the Holy Spirit prompt me to, to stop on uh, the seven spirits of God for a while. And we're, we're going to study and, and, and examine the spirit of supplication this morning. We went through the spirit of grace, uh, the spirit of life. Spirit of adoption, Spirit of holiness. Um, Right now, we're going to go into the Spirit of supplication. Our main text is from Zechariah 12:10, where we see uh, the Spirit of supplication. This is a passage of of speaking of the Lord. When you go through this part of Zechariah of the coming King, and um, so Zechariah 12:10 says, "I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the Spirit of grace." And of supplication, so that they will look on me whom they have pierced, and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only son. And they will weep bitterly over him like the bitter weeping over a firstborn. So two things I want you to see is, is one, that in this passage speaks of two of the seven spirits of God that we are looking at. Um, so I had a couple people um, since the beginning go, well, Pastor Steve, your seven spirits of God are a little different than the seven spirits of God that I've heard about. And if you're from a Catholic tradition, or uh, you'll see. And it is in, in uh, I believe it's Isaiah chapter 11, talks about the spirits of God. And, and I just want you to see something that in context in Isaiah 11, which we'll probably look at a little more next week, because those are a, a, a branch of the spirit of truth that we're going to look at next week Um they're talking about you'll you'll remember in that passage they're speaking of Jesus wonderful counselor mighty god that that he's the the Isaiah's is prophesying saying these things you will see resting on this individual who is the Messiah so these these spirits and that are referenced in in Isaiah i believe in context of scripture would be the what you would see resting on Jesus and they all they all line up under and fit under the spirit of truth they don't. You don't have to, like, try to shove and make them fit in that, which we'll look at next week. But just so that there's not a whole other week of people going, well, I don't know. And, and I will say this and preface this. I could be wrong. The man that I'm reading from in the book, um, it's the greatest book on the Holy Spirit I've ever seen. Um, I haven't taken any of the spirits of God, which there's a lot, um, out of context. I haven't. Everything we've been doing has been backed up by Scripture. So, If you say, well, those are that, and this is that, okay, nonetheless, these are all names and titles of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, and Jesus himself used them. Um, I personally believe every single one of these we need right now for this time. That's why it's in the book of Revelation. Um, On top of that, so two of them are mentioned here, and this last part I just want to show because it is part of this. Um, I'm going to read this verse again. I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitation of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication so that they will look on me, which speaking of Jesus, whom they have pierced, and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only son, and they will weep bitterly over him like the bitter weeping over a firstborn. So let's look at context. Revelation chapter 1, verse 7, that we've we been studying, says, Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. So it is to be. Amen. So you see this passage of Zechariah, speaking of Revelation 1:7, and in this passage of Zechariah, two of the seven that I, that I believe are what you would say the, the, the seven spirits of God, who that doesn't fit traditional, are listed right here, speaking of that day. So I'll go into that more next week because they all land under the spirit of truth. Good? Good. Great. <laughs> Um, The spirit of supplication. The Holy Spirit is referred to as the spirit of supplication. And Paul says he helps with our infirmities because we don't know how to pray as we should and that the spirit makes intercession of supplications according to the will of God. How many of you would say um, we need that today? (laughs) If there's ever a day and age, right? If there's ever a day and age that we need the spirit of supplication that intercedes for us, that prays for us in our physical and and intercedes at... um, it's, it would be today. I can't think of a greater time with all of the deciphering and things that we need to to look at, and all the bombardment of information coming and uh, the overwhelming of I mean fear. People are freaked out. Like we need the Holy Spirit. We need we need to know <laughs> the Spirit of Grace that we covered. That we you know it. People begin to start working as they see the day of the Lord coming. Like oh I need to do this. I need to, I better. That's not how you're earning salvation. There's a grace of God. There's a, there's a spirit of life in you. Yes. Yes. Thank God. Yes. Amen. Thank God that quickens our moral bodies. Not just spirit, soul, but in your flesh also. Um, you have the spirit of adoption that lets us know, like, I'm a joint heir. I'm, I'm a son and daughter of the Most High King. That everything that, that I saw Jesus do, He has provided for me also because we are, a, we are... Part of the family with full legal access and rights as an adopted son or daughter like we need to know that in this day and age and this time that we're in the enemy is going to try to shake that we need to know that the spirit of holiness who resides in us that we don't have to do things to make ourselves holy that the spirit of holiness resides in us and it is the person of holiness that we can know and through that we are moved towards works of good works and good things at the Lord. But we're not doing those to earn salvation. We're not doing those things to um, get in favor with the Lord. We're not not wearing makeup or dressing up a certain way to make ourselves holy. Holiness is a person, and His name is the Holy Spirit. And He's the Spirit of holiness, and He makes us holy by the precious blood of Jesus. He's the one who washes us and cleanses us with the the washing water of the Word of God. Amen? With that, we also need to know that there's a spirit of supplication. And this is... Oh, this is good. Like, I am so grateful I got to know him a little better this week. And I pray you do too. <laughs> Turn with me with to Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. I want you to see everything we're going to share is biblical. We can have our own thoughts and opinions, and that's all they are. Um, you've heard me say when we went through the Sermon on the Mount, um, Jesus said a lot, you've heard it said, but I say. You've heard it said, but I say, which to me interprets... It really doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you say. It matters a whole heck of a lot what he says. Amen. Amen? So that's why we're going to really cover this in the Word. Romans 8, 26 and 27 says, In the same way the Spirit also helps our weaknesses, for we do not know how to pray as we should. How many know that? How many of you always know how to pray as you should? You know how many times even in my life as your pastor, people are like, would you pray for me? I'm going... I'm overwhelmed just like you are. Actually, you've had more time to, to marinate on this whole thing. You just shared it with me. I'm like, what? And I've heard a lot, but every once in a while, you guys will surprise me with something. <laughs> and I'm like, I need the spirit of supplication, like, right now. Lord, I need you to pray, because I'm like, I'm still going, ble, 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 what? Amen? In the same way, the spirit also helps our weaknesses for, does anyone have weaknesses? We don't know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We're in good shape. (laughs) I mean, I'm so excited by this. like we're in really good shape. Um, we're going to break this down a little bit, but one thing I want you to look at, and, and, and I don't know, um, this is not in really off in my notes, but I was sharing with someone this week that when I read this, I got so excited that the old me wouldn't, wouldn't have been as excited when I read that that he who searches the hearts knows the mind of the spirit. That's speaking of God. He who searches the hearts knows the mind of the spirit. There was a time in my life that I wouldn't have been too excited, and I would have seen that as like, a, uh-oh, uh-oh, he who searches the hearts. Uh-oh. You guys, that's a great thing. Your father loves you so much. It's he that searches the hearts. He's not searching your heart going like, man, you're really messed up. What are we going to do? He's searching our heart. As a as loving father will ask questions of his child and investigate their life, to like, what pleases you? What are the things you like? like? He's searching our heart. Yeah. He's searching our heart. What are those things that you're after? What are those things you want? What are those desires? What he's searching our heart. And he knows our heart and the mind of God. Like, that's a beautiful combination. We always wanted to look at things, or at least I used to. I'd see the negative. Oh, God's this. God. No, that's a beautiful thing. It's a positive thing that he's able to intercede and, and pray through us knowing our heart. How many sometimes you know, like, you know your heart is right, but sometimes your emotion isn't. You ever pray from emotion? God's so good. I want to read that same passage in the Amplified. It says, So too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weaknesses. For we do not know what prayer to offer nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with supernatural yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is the mind of the Holy Spirit what his intent is. Because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints, according to and in harmony with God's will. Oh my Lord, you guys. I want to look at a couple words. Um, The first word is weakness. The Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. That's a Greek word. It's called asthenia. That's up there. Um, Obviously, weakness without strength is the main thing. It goes on and says, negating the root, stethanos, strength. Um, Look at some of these descriptions. Asthenia, weakness, sickness, refers to an ailment that deprives someone of enjoying or accomplishing what they would like to do. Focuses on handicaps that go with the weaknesses. The Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weaknesses, in our ailments that deprive someone of enjoying or accomplishing that they would like that, which they would like to do. I'll tell you what, in a day and time that people are, people are crippled by fear. There's a crippling. There's so many things I'd want to do that. I, I have a heart to do that, but Oh, I don't know this, this COVID thing or, Oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know what, what's going on with the, you know, the, the government and, People are making all these decisions or not doing things that they feel the Lord has maybe wanting them to do or even having or desires to do things because there's a, a weakness. The spirit of supplication will come along and help you in those weaknesses, in those things that would handicap you, in those things that would cause you to not fulfill the things that you would, even in your mind would want to and like to do. The Holy Spirit, the spirit of supplication will come and strengthen you in those things. That word also means um, asthenia, expresses the weakening influence of the illness or a particular problem. Especially as someone becomes wrongly or overly dependent. Wow. The Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness, in in the expressing of weakness, the influence of the illness. See, this isn't saying that there's not some real things that we're facing or dealing with. But the effect and the dependency, you can become dependent on medication, you can become dependent on people, you can become dependent on uh, relief, you can become dependent on government help. There's all kinds of things we can become dependent on because that weakness has crippled us and caused us to think that I can't. so too the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray or how to offer or how to offer it worthily as we ought to. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. That is, this is a little different than just in your, your regular prayer. This is, we are a Pentecostal church, and so brace yourself. This, as we're going to look at, it, is going to see specifically when you pray in the Spirit. Amen. When you pray in the Spirit, this is what happens. The Spirit Himself makes intercession for you, knowing the, the hearts of men and the mind of God, and strengthens us in our weakness. That is a supernatural power that, if I don't know about you, but I know we need it now. Amen. Amen? I want us to look at one more word, and then we're going to get into the other. The word intercedes; the Spirit intercedes and pleads. That word is kano, Easy for you to say. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. I'm just going to go into what it means. How's that? It means to super or hyper intercede. That really got me excited. Like I don't know. I like the, I like the word hyper. <laughs> like. And super, that's a good word, not just intercede. He super intercedes, hyper intercedes. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but if I have, like, if there's someone going to intercede for me, if they did it superly and hyperly, that's good, (laughs) right? He super and hyper intercedes for us. Not just like, well, you know, Father, it would be good. Oh my gosh, he's interceding like we have. Jesus is inter. Look, Jesus is interceding at the right hand of the Father for us. The Spirit of intercession is interceding before the Father with us here, dude. You have a super intercessions going on. Like when you when you allow and you pray and you agree with the Spirit and you pray from the Spirit, there's super hyper intercession going on. There's super hyper intercession going on. Like, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't need that? Like, the the spirit interceding for you that knows your heart. You don't even know your heart half the time. I I think I do. And then Jonathan lets me ride his motorcycle. And then I'm like, shoot. I've been a Harley guy my whole life. And now I want to ride something else. I don't know for how long. I thought I knew my heart. You following me God knows your heart and his mind and he's not gonna get the two twisted you don't even do definitely I don't know, know my mind that's for sure I'm out of it most of the time I thought I'd get a lot more amens on that one super yeah thank you for the grace super hyper intercedes for us this this is what you would call the gift of tongues this intercessory, this, this praying in the spirit. And we're gonna look at that. It's primary ministry. There's there's various types. It's primary ministry. Primary ministry is for praying in the spirit. It's just for prayer. It's so that the, the spirit of intercession can pray through you. It's primary reason. It's for praying in the spirit. It is a spiritual ministry. It's a spiritual ministry. It's not, it's not so much a physical thing, it's a spiritual ministry. He's able to express what we cannot put into words naturally. Have you ever been in that spot? Like, I don't, or you're grief stricken, or something hits you so hard, you're like, I can't even. This is so powerful. I've been out of this nation. And the Lord asked me to begin to pray. Actually, the, the people we were with, I was in Kenya, and they, began, they didn't take prayer requests. They didn't, which that's kind of why we don't. Um, not that I'm against that, but they just didn't in the service time. They didn't take prayer requests and get into that spirit of dep- depression. I will just say it. All these things of how horrible life is. And then after you've heard and everyone's testified about hor- how horrible disease and all these things are and it's built up, then you go, okay, well, now let's pray. Uh, uh, no? They began to pray for their nation. That's what they did together, interceding, praying for their nation. So I'm like, yeah, let's do that. I got on my face. And the spirit of supplication and intercession came on me so strong. I've never felt anything like it with groanings that could not be uttered. I could not put words to it. And I don't know how long I was on the floor. It was a concrete, polished floor. It wasn't polished. It was just concrete. But when I got off the floor, you wouldn't believe it, but there was a literal standing puddle of tears. I would say it's probably about that big. Now, I don't know how that much came out. But there was a hyper-intercession that was taking place, a super-hyper-intercession that he was praying through me for our country and for our nation. Powerful. I could not utter that. I, I felt I could feel it. I could feel the travail. I could feel the longing. I could feel the love the all of the, I could feel it I don't know what was being said but I know this it was really good and I believe there are some powerful things we're we we're, we're getting done and accomplished I've heard I've heard my mom pray for me one time in particular um, for mercy she was begging God and the spirit of supplication was on her and there was groanings and things going on that were not natural I've prayed at other times and interceded for a friend in particular. One time I remember in that same kind of travail and that groaning of the situation. And I felt the, I felt what his wife for a glimpse in a moment, what his wife was feeling. And it, it fueled my prayer and I would pray in the natural and understanding and in the spirit. And as I was praying in the spirit, the Lord would show me things. And then I would pray in my natural language Back and forth and beautiful thing happened very quickly afterwards um there was breakthrough and it was a really messed up situation and, and I'll never forget it. I got a phone call and, and in my own natural life I wanted to tell her leave him I wanted to so bad say that but I couldn't because I very strongly believe whom God has joined together let no man separate like I ain't gonna get in the midst of God's stuff that's a covenant that um, no. Now, I'm not saying that it can't happen, and, and I love you no matter what. I'm just saying I ain't going to be the one to getting involved in that. And, and the, I've seen God restore so many things. And that was another one of, of a hyper, super intercession that was not my prayer. It was, the, it was the Spirit of God praying through me, and I know the power of it. When we pray in the Spirit, this is so good. When we pray in the Spirit, we speak to God and not to man. When you pray in the Spirit, you're not, you're not speaking to, to, to man, you're speaking to God. And I know some might say, well, there's different types. Yes, there is, and we're going to get there. There's various types. We are praying according to God's will, not man's will. And He is able to understand and guide us how to pray. Aren't you thankful for that? Intercessory prayer reaches its greatest impact when it passes beyond our words and finds expression in the words of the Spirit. It's greatest prayer. Its, it's greatest expression. The greatest expression of intercessory prayer is when it goes past your words and to his. Amen? The word for tongues is glosse. It's a Greek word. And it means the usage of the tongue, a language, a nation usually distinguished by their speech. I thought that was really Interesting. You say, like it's like it represents a nation, a people group, a tongue, you know, in, in their tongue. Wow, wonder if the Holy Spirit was and God was just wise enough to say, here's a new people, a new covenant type of people. They will be distinguished by their language. Come on, somebody. Amen. I ain't that yes. smart. Yes. <laughs> yes. The tongue is the leading instrument by which the praises of God are proclaimed think about that why would god and i i've never heard anyone teach on this and this was a holy spirit nugget i get those every once in a while um he gave me a nugget a while back and this was years ago when i was first started studying really the tongues and like i wanted to know for myself because i mean i grew up in it but it still was seemed weird and like i don't know and i've seen people misuse it we'll just be real um i grew up in church and there was times people anything that god has that's that's real satan has a counterfeit he can't make anything, but he can counterfeit things. I've also heard, I'm going to go there. Um, but I've seen it misused. I've, I've seen, I've seen every, every other gift that God has misused. So why do we just, you know, we're just going to throw that one out because it's a little different. So it can be misused, but when it's used correctly and rightly, it's amazing. Glacia, the usage of the tongue, distinguished by their, their speech. The tongue is a leading instrument by which the praises of God are proclaimed. I find it interesting that in the book of James, because I, 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 I asked the Lord, and this was the answer I got from him, Lord, why did you use this to be the symbol of the baptism? Or what the, when, you, when people are baptized in the Holy Spirit, that they biblically, all through the book of Acts, every time they were baptized, you would see they would speak in other tongues. Like before, in the Old Testament, it was they would prophesy. The Spirit of God would come on them, on prophets, kings, and priests, and they would prophesy. Tongues is just another form of prophecy. But, Lord, why did you do that? It just, I wouldn't have done that. It just seems weird. It'd be. So he reminded me of James, the book of James. Really pay attention right now because this is important. Yes. Amen. In the book of James, it says, Who can tame the tongue? Such a small thing can steer such a big ship, yes. such a small thing can start such a huge fire this one little small spark can set the whole soul on fire and send go to hell. I went, whoa! You're going to get why here in a second. In order to release that gift, you have to surrender your tongue. Who can tame the tongue? It says in James, no one, no man. No man can tame his tongue. Absolutely Right the holy spirit can the holy spirit can He says how can the same tongue speak praises to god and then salt water and curses oh it should not be i guarantee you when you're praying in your heavenly tongue you're never cursing man you're never soured you're never bitter none of those things are happening it's the pure it's the it's the heart your heart and god's mind intersecting and in it. it's beautiful and perfect and it's it's super hyper-powerful. You follow me? The tongue is the leading instrument by which the praises of God are proclaimed in the natural and in the spiritual. Cool. I think I'll make it. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 8 through 10. I don't have time to go through it. Read read 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Read 1 Corinthians 14. You want to see what I'm going to Quote, but basically, in a nutshell, in 1 Corinthians 12, 8-10, it says there's various gifts, and there's various kinds of tongues. So I'm going to do a very quick, simple teaching. Mm-hmm. Various types of tongues. Where people get in trouble, they, they try to take um, the gift of tongues or the, the praying in the Spirit and lump it into one thing. It's not one thing. You see various differences through the books of Acts. There's, there's times... And you heard me say the primary function is for your prayer. It's your prayer language. It's your intercession. It's it's your ability to pray according to the mind of God. There is instances that a gift of tongues will be distributed or released in a service. Paul said, I wish, you know, he he wasn't against tongues. He said, but I, I wish you prayed in tongues like I do. I pray in tongues more than everyone else. But I would rather, in a church setting, you give a word of prophecy. Well, why would that be? Because you'll understand it. If I just prayed in tongues or preached in tongues, how about that? I just preached in tongues. I just for 30 minutes and you all leave. How is the pastor's message today? Uh, I don't know. It sounds like a bunch of gibberish. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but that's what it's going to sound like. He said, I would rather you prophesy. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm speaking the truth of God. Because you'll be able to understand it will be fruitful. Now there's a a message of tongues, a gift of tongues, that will always bring an interpretation for a congregational setting. That is for an unbeliever. Normally, and and see, Paul wasn't schizophrenic. He was like, it builds yourself up, it's for yourself. But it's for an unbeliever. No, because there's various kinds of tongues one heaven your heavenly language is for you and it just edifies yourself a message in tongues and a service is primarily for an unbeliever and i'll share an instance my dad when he was saved he was radically saved he he was so jacked up and i can say it because i love him and i was just as jacked up as he was when i got saved um i remember as a little kid he had to he yes they had weed way back then too um he had to get high he had to smoke some weed that morning because, And he said, we're, I'm going, we're going to go to church this morning. And I remember you got excited, and I was like, we're, he's going to church with us? But he had to smoke some weed first. Yeah. And we had to stop at the bar, did we not? Yeah. <laughs> we had to stop at the bar first. He probably slammed down some shots to be able to cope and get his mind right. Cause, and I understand being that jacked up. And I did that before to go to a Mother's Day. My mom asked me to come to church for Mother's Day. Oh, I had to get so messed up just to deal with the goodness and mercy of God. <laughs> Stupid. But that's what he did. And I'll never forget it. There was a message in tongues. There was, service was going on, there was a message in tongues and it stopped the service during worship it. And there was a, uh, interpretation and it went about something. I, I, I don't remember everything, but I remember the gist of if you don't, Surrender now and serve me now. You never will. Now, church, my dad needed to hear that. And it triggered something in him that he went to an altar and he stayed there a long, long time. Everyone else left and he stayed in that altar. And when he left, he was never the same. That is the gift, and it's a beautiful thing. And it, we don't need to be afraid as believers. Like, I know for a fact, like praying in your heavenly language, or just and people hear that, unbelievers will go, what is that? And it will change the atmosphere. There can be a release of love. It might not, what is that? And it opens up the door that you begin to say, this is what that is. And, you, and it gives you an opportunity to minister and teach. We don't need to be ashamed of it. We need it. We need the super hyper intercession that the Holy Spirit will pray with us and through us in this time more than ever. So that, but there is some differences. It's various kinds of tongues. That's 1 Corinthians 12, 8, and 10. At some point, we'll probably do a huge in-depth teaching on that, but I'm trying to preach Revelation, and I'm <laughs> doing what the Lord wants. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 14, 2 says, For one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands, but in his spirit he speaks mysteries. 1 Corinthians 14, 14 and 15 says, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What is the outcome then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with my mind also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with my mind also. That is that beautiful dance of you're praying in the Spirit, and as you're praying in the Spirit, then you can pray in your understanding, which is your regular language, whether it's English or uh, Spanish or whatever it might be. That, that Holy Spirit prayer will, will empower you to pray in your understanding also. Oftentimes, I have found if, if I take the time, if someone says, "Will you pray with me, or there's a situation going, I'm starting to hear it, if I will And I won't go, like real loud in the middle, because that would be disruptive. I would just sit there and just, in my own spirit, just begin to pray in tongues before I pray in understanding for them. The Lord and the Holy Spirit will give me some insight. He will give me a direction and a leading of how to pray, rather than just, just my own thought. Amen? He will do the same thing for you. It's so needed. We can pray for one another, and just because you know a situation... That's not necessarily the best place to pray from because you can pray from the spirit who knows the heart of men and the mind of God that will super hyper intercede. And then you can deposit that information in understanding so they will understand and the spirit will prompt them and they will go, oh, that's the Lord. And they'll go, I've had, do you feel that? I prayed for unbelievers that way. They never knew I prayed in my heavenly language. As they were talking, I just begin to pray in my spirit. So could I pray for you? And then you get to deliver something that you know wasn't yours. You hear me? You get to deliver something that you know wasn't yours, because it wasn't in your mind. It's a beautiful thing. I want you to cool. The Holy Spirit is able to control and guide the prayer life of the believer and oh, how we need him today. The Holy Spirit's able to control and guide your prayer life. I don't know about you, but I can do this like anywhere. All the time. Paul says pray without ceasing. Well, how do you do that? Like I will run out because I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. Like I will run out of things to think. Like, my, my brain only goes so far, and then I'm like, I mean, there's some people who have, like, this intercessory gift, which is different, a gift of intercession. They could pray for, like, three or four hours, and they're like, I'm just getting warmed up. I'm, like, 15 minutes. I'm like, all right, I prayed. I don't always just 15 minutes. But I'm just being real. You know how that continues is when I run out, then I be here praying in tongues. Yes. And then the Holy Spirit drops something for me to pray about, and then I pray in my understanding about that. And then I pray in tongues some more. I don't got nothing else. And he goes, yes, you do. Now pray about this. The Holy Spirit begins to direct and guide your prayer life. That's a good thing. How many think we might need that right now? The spirit of supplication. That, guess what? He lives in you. He lives in you. He dwells with you. He knows you. That's a good thing. Now I have a question for you. This is so good. How much more could we accomplish... This messed me up. How much more could we accomplish if we would be filled with the spirit of supplications and make intercession, allowing him to pray in harmony through us according to the perfect will of God? What do you think would get accomplished? Like, how tired do you think you would be? Could you imagine if there was like a lot more of just praying and under the spirit of supplication and that supernatural power work that he's doing, that's hyper intercession, that's very fruitful? How tired am I going to be? A lot less? No. Fact is, I won't be tired because it, it takes away your weakness. Remember that? I want to tell you how it does that. I, I um, this isn't a brag. Just so you know, this isn't um, this isn't Rob's fault. We put monitors and stuff up here. We've changed our little scenario, and we haven't really we didn't work on me with a mic up here. So give some grace, Amen. Amen. Um, or it could just be that there wants to be some distraction, and <laughs> could be um, empowering by the by praying in the spirit. When I first started going on long fast, the first time I ever went on a, a, a real um, long, long fast, a biblical long fast, um, at, at a certain point, I physically got very, very weak. And I heard the Spirit say, go out, walk around the complex, just go, get away. basically it was to get away, walk around the complex, and pray in the Spirit. Just pray in the Spirit. So... I was wise enough, I guess, at that moment. Not always. But at that time, I listened. And, and I went. I just began to walk around the complex and just pray in the spirit. And, I'll, man, I'll tell you what. Two laps. And I went from, I'm like. Like, like I drank. Like, there's a really good coffee shop, Common Grounds. They had this thing. It had, like, quad shots. I felt like I had a quad shot. And I learned I couldn't drink that as a jeweler because if I drank that, there was times I'm trying to work on stuff and my hand would shake. And I'm like, that's not good. (laughs) I felt like I had the quad shot without the shake. I'm dead serious. A spiritual thing affected a physical thing. It changed my weakness into a strength. Now, mind you, the next day, about that same time, I started... You, you're, when you're doing that, you, you almost feel like a battery. You can feel your... It's a trip. You can feel your body literally like... And I'm not the sharpest tool, but something... Remind, my memory was like, oh, well, that worked yesterday. I'm going to go try it. So I went out, walked around, prayed in the Spirit. Guess what happened? Woohoo! I'm feeling good again. So guess what I kept doing? every day, around the same time. If I hadn't done that, I probably wouldn't have finished that fast. But I learned some valuable things, that this is real, and truly, this supplic- praying in supplication, praying in, in the spirit, in, the, in, the, in that unknown, praying into, into the authority, into the will of God like that, in that spiritual sense, empowers you. There's an empowerment that happens, not just spiritually, physically. I remember before I ever even knew that, or even really knew the depth of the word on this topic, um, there was a gentleman who was, he kept, he was sick a lot. And just he was constantly, you know, you know, sometimes there's just like a spiritual assignment, it seems like, on some folks. Where there's just one thing after another. They're just constantly like one. And I felt the Lord tell me, he said, go tell him. And I don't know if he even believed in it. I said, you need to tell him to, he needs to begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. He needs to begin to pray in tongues. Tell him to put put some time aside, some time aside every day and pray in the spirit. I said, okay. Like and he wouldn't leave me alone about it. So I went and told him, I said, Hey, I said, I don't know if this makes sense, and you can do whatever, but I'm just, it's gonna be off my mind. I'm just gonna share this. I felt like the Lord wanted me to tell you, you need to pray in the spirit, and and I think somehow it's gonna cure this or fix this. That's biblical. That's what we just read, Romans 8, 26 and 27. Later on, like a week or so later, I came across that. And I'm like, oh, that's that. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, we need to let the spirit of supplication pray through us when we're feeling weak, when we're feeling especially there's oppression. There's, there's something that would keep us and make us think that we're handicapped some way. There's things I would want to do. There's things I would like to do, but I can't. Because I'm dependent on some other things. Maybe, just maybe, the spirit of supplication, if he was allowed to pray in harmony with you and the Lord, those weaknesses would flip and change. Amen? Amen. Why don't you stand with me? We're going to pray. I will give you an opportunity. Um, If if you haven't... um, there's times it says to in the Bible it says to pray in the spirit, pray in your understanding. Sing in the spirit, sing in your understanding. You may hear that once in a while. That doesn't mean when that happens that there has to be an interpretation or there, that wasn't right. That's a various gift. That's different. Okay? It does here's what I do expect though. If you're gonna stand up and go, shun in the in a that is the only person, that is the only there should be an interpretation. Amen? And I'll share one more quick story before, before we close. Um, it's real. And I knew this word, and I was so scared one time. I, I was at a, a conference, and I was in Teen Challenge, and we were, we were always like, we were the bad guys, and we were always walked in like separate, and you had to sit separate, and everyone knew. It was just weird. And I was at this conference, there was all these big shots from the assemblies there, and it was at one of their big churches, actually their big college, and um, there was a service going on, and, and the worship started quieting down, and I felt the Lord so strong, I'll never forget it, said, I want you to give a message in tongues. And I started wrestling with him. I was like, um, no. <laughs> I, um, I don't think you want me to know. And I'm what if there's not an interpretation? What, what if this? What if that? If, I, if They're going to think I'm a heretic or some crazy thing. And, and he just was so, it was so gentle. Come, I want you to give a message in tongues. And I was, but Lord, you know, da, 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 da. The third time, he was very, very sweet and patient. The third time he said, I want you to give a message in tongues. I went, no. (laughs) Instantly, instantly, a lady gave the interpretation. She spoke a prophecy. It was the interpretation. Lord, let me see that if you had done that, there it was for you. And I don't know. I'm not saying you got to be careful with God. I'm just sharing my experience. There's only been one time since, and that was within the last two years that the Lord said, I want you to give a message in tongues," But he didn't ask me for a long, 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 long time. Don't say no. If, if you mess up or I'm, I'm I'm mess up, who am I? There is a discerning of spirits. If, if you do something that's out of order, if it's out of order, I will promise you, I will come talk with you. I'm not going to beat you up. I'm not going to banish you. We're going to look at Scripture. We're going, to, we're going to talk. We're going to grow. I would much rather you. I hope you hear my heart. I'm not saying, hey, this is, you know, we're just going to go and have, do, 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 do. like, just be weird to be weird. That's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not. Jesus didn't hover in, like, into Jerusalem, and he was so spiritual. that He was just hovering, and no one understood anything he ever said, and he just was like the most, no, he wasn't weird. You don't have to be weird to be spiritual. I would much rather have the real and pursue the real. And maybe once in a while there's something that isn't, and we address that, than to shut it out completely because someone has used it wrongly, and we miss out on this beautiful spirit of supplication that every single one of us need. Amen? Amen. Um, I'm going to close in a a prayer. And if, if you haven't ever been baptized in the Holy Spirit,